You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm really excited to have with us today Jason Moore. So Jason's all about Awaken the Hero, and he and his wife, Nandy, have a really cool concept going. So as you know, we love the whole co-parenting, co-creating concepts. And then on top of it, you throw in the fact that they've got these amazing children and they're rearing them in entrepreneurial concepts. And so they're the whole package, and, and, and we love that too. So everyone is willing to push the bounds of what it means to partner together and what it means to parent together and do business together. Um, we're big fans of here on the show. So, so please join me in welcoming Jason to the show. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Tony. I'm happy to be here. Oh, very cool. Very cool. We will jump right in and ask you, what are your superpowers? You know, I think my superpower is taking um, mistakes in life and tragic circumstances and transforming them into opportunities, insights, and inspiration. I think that's probably the ultimate thing that um, has served me the most in my life as a superpower. Oh, wow. Well, that, that's a pretty good one. What, um, so how does that, you know, you're, you're all about awaken the hero on this and that. How did that concept come about? You know, it, it came about because, uh, you know, really what I just said is like I've had several instances in my life where I was a, you know, I, I grew up where I wasn't taking care of myself very well as a kid. I started smoking at an early age, got into drugs at an early age. By the time I was in my late teens and early 20s, I was a mess. And, um, what came out of that was I hit rock bottom and then had to turn it all around or make, I was basically faced with an opportunity to turn it all around. And I made a decision that I wanted to live and that I wanted to have a better life than I was previously demonstrating. And so I dug into personal development, you know, like a lot of people, I started off in Tony Robbins and other things. And what came out of that is I, I became a health holistic health coach where I started teaching other people the concepts that I learned and applied to my own life to turn around my health conditions and issues that I'd created. And then as time has gone on in life, every time a major tragedy or breakdown comes up, comes up in my life, I always ask myself two questions. Who am I being that it is this way? And what am I willing to do to turn it around? And in that, I always get amazing um, opportunities, insights, and inspiration for um, not just how to transform my own life and take it to another level, but then also how to serve others. So the whole idea behind Awaken the Hero just came about from this idea that Joseph Campbell has that a hero is really someone who's dedicated their life to something that's bigger than themselves. And, mm. um, and I think that it really was just born out of that. Every time I had a breakdown and out of a moment of selfishness or, or whatever was going on in my life, I always turned it around and looked for how I could use it for something bigger than myself and apply it to life. And I noticed mm, that, I love that. that we're up to that in life and the similar kind of game. We're the real heroes. I love that. And we, you know, that, that concept of self-actualization and I love Joseph Campbell's work. In fact, I have a, an article um, on, on our site about, you know, creating superheroes, you know, and, and taking that hero's journey and one-upping it. And so, so really using these like self-actualization concepts in unique and creative constructs. And so, so the idea of how Awaken the Hero works into, um, you know, how we fulfill that, you know, how we, like, like it's not even, I, I almost wanted to say fulfill our destiny, but it's not even that. It's this like, I just got this vision of like bigness, like this expansion of self. Um, you know, and, and that, that's always how I've seen the self-actualization journey 
um, that, that you could parallels really nicely the hero's journey. Um, what have you, do you think that that dialogue is changing? Um, do you think that we're doing something more than perhaps even what Joseph Campbell saw? Perhaps, I think definitely on a bigger scale. I mean, it just seems like today in this day and age, and maybe it's the circles, the intimate circles that we run in, but it seems like everywhere I look around me, everybody is up to something, some level of transformation. I think transformational work and personal development work and finding a way to, to um, channel our life into a bigger purpose seems to be um, a bigger, more widespread thing now than it's ever been before. I mean, there's so many people out there sharing the message to wake up. And I kind of feel like that's really the only message there is, wake up. But everybody's got their own unique way of, of sharing it and communicating it through their own unique experiences. So I think it's definitely expanded. Well, I love that you mentioned that. I was just talking with someone yesterday about it's, you know, the, the, the more I learn and the more I grow and the more I, you know, journey on the self-actualization path, the, the, the less I know, right? The less I'm sure about. And, and, it's, and one of the kind of concepts that I play around with is, you know, is it that as we raise our frequency and get steady in, in certain vibrations and open up to, to new um, kind of versions of reality that we're seeing something that was always there or are we creating it? Um, and I don't, I don't really have a solid answer about that. And I, and I think I waffle back and forth on which, 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 which answer I want to adopt in that moment. Um, but, it, but it is an interesting theory. So, so you made the comment like maybe it's just the circles we run into and, and I forget you know, I forget that a big portion of the population isn't sitting around having these conversations. Mm. Um, and, and part of me wants to kind of say, well, maybe I have a limited perspective or I'm out of touch with reality. And then the other version of me wants to say, well, I create what I want to be and what I want to see and who I want to play with. And, and even stepping into the superpower arena, that was a very conscious decision to move into a space where it was like, okay, I get that we create everything that's around us in every moment. So why not create what we want rather than just, you know, feeling like we're victimized or victims of mm. um, some sort of external environment. If we're creating it anyway, then let's create the one that we want to play in. Um, oh. So I don't know if we're just being successful at that or, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I think I'm with you that maybe it's both, you know, I think every day is a, I mean, I think really our ultimate purpose in life is to practice forgiveness and release, right? I think life is coming at us and it's occurring around us. And as it's coming at us, we get to choose what to make it mean and therefore our experience and therefore how to respond. And in doing that, I think we're forgiving and releasing it and not forgiving it. Like you mentioned the Course in Miracles before we went live, but not forgiving it the way Course in Miracles talks about, like forgiving it as in it's innocent, it always was innocent, it always will be innocent rather than um, it's wrong and bad, but I'll let it off the hook, right? I think granting things innocence gives us the opportunity to kind of observe and then choose the path that we're going to take. And in doing that, I think we're, we're eliminating things, we're clearing things from our path. And then I think in the space that's left over is where we get to create and manifest and like direct and kind of decide which path into it that we need to or want to take, you know? So, I mean, very much like when I was transforming my physical body um, and I've gone through that process several times, first it was drugs and alcohol, then later it was overweight and other issues. And this most recent time when I transformed my weight concerns and I was, you know, learning those lessons, 
I realized it was very much a process of forgiveness. I was standing in the mirror every day looking at this overweight person with my, my fat hanging over my, my waistband, and I was judging and condemning what I was seeing in the mirror and just really loathing myself and not liking that guy. And then that was being projected onto my wife and onto my children and onto my life and onto entrepreneurship and the value that I was creating. And it wasn't until I looked in the mirror and forgave myself for having those thoughts and judgments and condemnations for myself and kind of just let myself, allowed myself the freedom to be and created the space that I was able to make the decision, make the commitment to declare what I was going to do and then follow through to transform it. And then one day, you know, about a year later, after practicing that ongoingly, that forgiveness process, forgiving my body, I'd walk through the mirror, walk to the mirror one day and I saw the body that I always wanted. And I realized, man, you know, it wasn't any resistance or force or fight. It was really just me letting go of these um, images I was holding on to and the judgments and condemnations that I had. And it was the space that I created that enabled me or that I cleared that enabled me to create what I really wanted. Oh, I, that's so perfect. And I, I just got done talking with Gary Renard about this concept of how the cause and effect piece um, you know, he talks about it through Course in Miracles and what his teachers taught to him. And then, and then for me, it came about in what I call the abstract frequency and, and the constructs that, that we're creating here at Superpower Experts. But, but that cause and effect piece is so powerful. And, and, and I found myself when I started really dialoguing about what it feels like to operate in some of these higher frequencies, I said, you know, it's backwards. Like we have the cause and effect backwards. And I couldn't, like, it's like I kept like trying to explain to people, like, like you think that if I do this, then this happens. I said, it's not, it's the complete opposite. And I was like, it's so bizarre. Like everything is backwards here. Like that's just what I kept trying to say to people. But that cause and effect piece is the, in my opinion, it's the thread that runs throughout all of the different versions of, of how to explain, you know, why we're here and how to do it and everything else. And, and it seems to me that there's this pivotal point that people who really push through and operate and embody that abstract frequency um, or, or, or abide by the Holy Spirit script or whatever construct you want to talk about, mm-hmm. there's a point that people get to where they get that, where it's like exactly what you were just described was, you know, you, you thought that you were in observation of a, a, a truth, of something that was real. Mm-hmm. And, and I've described it as you have to really be willing to stare something in the face and deny its existence. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that all evidence appears to, to prove that this thing is real, whatever, whatever it is that people are struggling with, can you take a step back and go, okay, but what if it's not? Yeah. What if it's not, you know, and, and really be willing to do it differently? And it feels irresponsible. Mm-hmm. It feels fluffy. It feels airy-fairy. It feels woo-woo. It feels all these things. But it's the most powerful discipline I've ever practiced in my existence. And that, and, and that is the make it or break it. Um, and I can usually, after about one conversation, tell you if people are in a place where they're willing to do that level of work. Totally. You know, it's interesting because the real mind screw for me is, is that in order to deny the reality of what I'm looking at, I have to grant it the freedom to be in the first place, you know, and mm. because in resisting it, and, you know, is, is what actually has me holding on to it. I mean, that's the attachments, letting go of my attachment to it, granting it the freedom to be, granting it innocence, granting, granting it 
you know, reality or unreality being and not being kind of simultaneously releases my attachment to it. And then I'm free to create something. And that's the mind screw. And I think it's, you said, it's like, it's like uh, what Viktor Frankl talked about with paradoxical intention therapy. It's like almost like if everything is so counterintuitive in life, if you, it seems like if you just do almost do the opposite of things in relationships in life that you, uh, the opposite of what your, maybe your ego or your knee jerk reaction wants you to do, you're always better off. Like for example, this morning I got in an argument with my wife over something and it was an argument over something petty. Now, normally the old me, when our marriage was absolute hell and we were totally at war with each other all the time, the old me, you know, intuitively what I want to do is kind of, you know, go and pull myself away and protect myself and build a wall around me and separate myself from her and let her go do her thing. And then I'll go protect myself and heal myself or whatever. What I've learned to do now is the complete opposite. Rather than pulling back and contracting and protecting myself, I went and I did something to communicate as, as a... Gary Chapman says in the five love languages, I went to do something to communicate in her love language. I did something to fill her up. You know, I went and made an investment in her instead. And because as Gary teaches, Gary Renard teaches, he's also a friend of mine. It's awesome. You guys were talking. Gary, <laughs> it's like when you, um, when it's not how other people think of you and how other people treat you that gives you your concept of you and your experience of yourself and your life. It's actually how you think of others and how you treat others that gives you your concept of you <laughs> and your life. And so here I am pissed off at my wife. And if I hold on to the pissed off and I, and I use it to build a wall around myself and judge and condemn her, then all I'm doing is creating more war and getting back whatever I'm projecting onto her in perception. But if I go and invest love in her, and give her the very thing that I feel I'm missing, it comes back. And I think it's like that in fitness. It's like that in, in, in parenting. It's like that everywhere. So it's almost like whatever your knee-jerk reaction is, whatever your, your ego or whatever construct you want to put it in, however that wants to react to protect and defend itself, if you just will forgive and release that and do the opposite, you can be free. Oh, that's perfect. And of course, of course you would know, Gary, that it, it's, and, and you know, it's so funny because it, the more of us, I think, that give voice to because it's so anti um counterintuitive you know it's so like it just doesn't make any sense and and there was a real pivotal moment in my existence when i very clearly remember making the decision to play and i'm like i don't know what this looks like i don't know what comes next but i know what i've been doing has taken me about as far as it can take me and all i kept hearing was just play just play just play with these concepts because you're not going to be able to use the same logical processes and tools that got you here in this space. It's not going to work. And so it's like, if you, if you can get that, then it's like, okay, well then what do I have available to me to use here to help make sense of all this? And it was like, I was pretty unarmed, you know, it was just like, I don't know. I got nothing, you know? And, and it, and it was like, okay, so if I don't have that answer, if I don't have those solutions, who does? You know, where is that? And I spent a lot of time looking for that, that individual incarnated here who did, and I didn't see that person, which of course is because on my path, I wasn't meant to see that person, mm. you know, because that's who I wanted to be. And so it, it was just a full on, you know, get good with God kind of moment of like, all right, what are we doing here? Like, what is this? Like, if, if, if I can't rely on anybody else to tell me what, what I'm supposed to do here and how this is going to look, then I had to go to the source, you yeah. know, and that's really what it was. And it was like, I don't know, you know, people be like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. And, and I always think back, I don't know if you saw this movie, such a pivotal character. It was um, Shakespeare in Love. 
Oh, man, it's been a long time, but yeah. A long time, right? Well, it's like that, that, that guy, the, uh, I don't remember what his role was, but he kept saying, like, it'll just always work out. And they're like, well, how? How will it work out? He's like, I don't know. It just always does. You know, and he's like this bumbling idiot kind of role. Mm. But, it, but I always think of him, you know, and it's like, I don't know. And the beautiful thing was I didn't have to know. Mm-hmm. I just had to believe. I just had to trust. And be willing to play in that. And, and uh, you know, the other reference that I always see is I tell people, it's like, it, it's like you have to be willing to put your foot down even when you can't see the ground beneath it. And like, like the Indiana Jones scene where there's, you know, he doesn't see yeah. the, the, the pathway, you know, to get across the chasm and he has to throw the little sand down. But it's like prior to that moment, you're used to being able to have a goal you know, set steps to get to that goal and you know what path you're going to walk to get there. Well, that's not the case in some of these upper frequencies. It's like you, you just walk, you just get there. And, um, and, then, and then you can kind of glance back and say, oh, I, this, must, this was how I did it. This was how it unfolded. But you really only know that in retrospect. Right. You know, it's interesting. I, as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, you know, when my wife finally it had enough after 10 years of misery in our marriage. And she finally mustered up the courage to walk out and say, I've had enough of this. This isn't going to work anymore. And, um, she walked out and she left and, you know, it was a week or so later, our, she took our three our two year old, excuse me, our young one, he, he's three now with her. And the nine year old stayed with me cause he didn't want me to be alone. And then for like, you know, which is devastating for them, but we were together for this, you know, two week period of time where his mom was away and I was, trying to navigate through that experience. And uh, fortunately, it was the most sober time of my life. I stopped drinking a year before, stopped all kinds of, any kinds of substances. The worst thing I put in my body was caffeine. So it was very clear headed. And for the first time ever going through a tragedy or a, or a significant emotional event in my life, I was actually able to feel the feelings. I granted myself the gift of being able to feel the feelings and think the thoughts and be with the experience so I could actually grow and learn from it. And, um, and something kept telling me to, you know, get in our RV and drive north and go after it. But everything else in the world was telling me, don't do that, especially her. But something in my heart inside of me, the wisdom inside of me was saying, go, you need to go. And so eventually I decided to, to listen. And my son and I jumped in the RV and we were driving out of the Florida Keys and we were going over the seven mile bridge and it was sunset. And I looked over at my son and I said, I don't know how it's going to happen or how, or when it's going to happen, or what I'm going to be able to do to manifest it. But I'm going to give my word to something like I've never given my word to anything else. I promise you that somehow I am going to earn your mother's trust, fill her back up, bring her back home, and we will be legally married in front of you and your brother and our parents and God and the universe. And because we had been together for 11 years, two kids, never legally married. And that's another story about a fear of commitment. But I said that to him in that moment, and I had no idea if that was even possible. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what possessed me to say that. Like, I mean, she walked out quite violently, and it was, it was a, a hellish situation. I had absolutely no idea that, that could even be done. But something possessed me to say it, and I said it, and then I just got busy putting one foot in front of the other in the present moment, day after day, receiving whatever showed up in life, feeling whatever feelings came up in response, thinking whatever thoughts were there and then responding in the moment. And sure enough, 
I was led to or led myself to whatever resources I needed to get what I needed to get in order to take whatever actions I took. And exactly nine months to the day that she walked out, um, we were back together and had created this magnificent love affair, free and independent of the past with something brand new. And it was, mm. you know, you were talking about like, when I first started in, in personal development, I went wide and it's like I wanted to learn as much as I possibly because like information gathering. I went out there to find the wisdom from someone. There has to be someone or something or some piece of information that's going to fix me or teach me how to fix myself so that I can wake up in the morning and feel great about my life and, and have my idea of what success was. And the more I went out gathering information, the more noisy it got inside and the less fulfilled I seemed to get. And um, I think um, as you progress through this process of, you know, personal development and kind of tapping into all that kind of stuff, eventually the resources begin to narrow and they narrow and they narrow until you end up with just a handful of things that you look to. And those handful of things that you look to aren't, they don't point anywhere else, but inside of you, inside your own heart, inside your own mind, inside your own connection to God or whatever you call that. And that's where all the answers are. Here we are all writing our own scriptures, but not listening. We're looking to scriptures that were written 2000 years ago, hoping <laughs> that all the answers are in there when really the scriptures are being written in our own hearts every day through our own experience. If we just get out of our own way and listen. And it was the mm -hmm. first time in my life where I was able to experience that and, um, you know, really cleanly and trust the process and step in like you were talking about. Mm, so beautiful. So beautiful. Well, I'm going to take a break. And then I, when we come back, I want to see what you're up to in the world, what you and Andy are creating. I'm really excited to hear more about that. So if you're just joining us, stick with us. We're talking with Jason Moore about self-actualization and awakening the hero and, and all kinds of magical and yummy stuff. So stick with us and we will be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right. Well, we're back. Thank you all for sticking with us and, and staying on to hear more from Jason Moore about what he's up to in the world and, and, and concepts around self-actualization and and, and his program, Awaken the Hero. So what are you up to, Jason? What are you and Nandy creating? Well, after um, we recovered our relationship and, uh, and you know, created something new out of it, we began sharing our story. Like I said to you earlier, I had been a holistic health coach for many years, but had kind of gotten burned out on it. And I had been for several years oscillating around trying to, you know, looking for whatever my next path was. And it's funny how guidance comes sometimes from the most unexpected places. But after going through this experience, we began sharing our story with others and other people were getting so, um, you know, impacted by it that we felt called to really start teaching other people what we had done. So um, I have a program called Awaken the Hero. My wife has a program called Awaken the Lover. I work with men. She works with women. And our goal is to help um, men and women and couples transform their miserable marriages into magnificent love affairs by taking responsibility for themselves and learning how to go within and clear their space and practice what um, 
you know, practice what I believe are the two most important and significant distinctions one can learn to guide them through their life. And that is the healing power of forgiveness and the creative power of commitment. Mm. And so we, uh, we do that through our, we have, uh, each of us have a free coaching group on Facebook and then we have a, um, a mastermind group and then we do one-on-one and um, semi-private group coaching as well. That's so cool. And you said something earlier before the break that, uh, that I really wanted to touch on. Um, it wasn't instantaneous. And, and that's, what, that's one of the things that I really took from what you were talking about was that, that you made this commitment to your son. You said, you know, this, this is what I'm going to do. And then you, you very clearly said, and then I just started taking steps. And I let mm. what was going to come up, come up. And I dealt. And, and so there was the journey. And, and mm. I really want to emphasize that because, you know, we talk about superpowers and playing in some pretty cool concepts in the abstract frequency. And I consistently get the question, you know, I, I, I want to do what you do. You know, how do I do that? Hmm. And I'm like, well, let me tell you. So you live for 40 some odd years, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> like, like there is a process. It's like on Dr. Strange, you know, when he's like, he's like, how did you get there? How did you do that? And she's like, well, how did you become a physician? You know, he goes, well, lots of study yeah. and practice. And she's like, mm, yeah, you know, why would this be any different? And you know, we, I, I think some of it we can blame our culture and instant gratification, but I'm not even sure that's true. I think that people are people are people, and 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 we want what we want, and we want it now, and and we don't necessarily want to have to go through all of the um, the gunk to get there. Mm. And 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 so, but but it is, but but that's that's how that's how it's done. And yeah, yeah, we can speed it up, and yeah, we can expedite it, and yeah, we can talk about the quickening, and we can talk about frequencies, and we can talk about how do we do it faster. And I think that that we are um, creating some of those concepts, but ultimately, there's no substitution for just getting in there, no. um, you know, Absolutely. and getting dirty and getting feeling it. And I love everything you said about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're right. And I, I think it, that's why I like this idea of commitment. I think most people don't know what commitment really is. I sure didn't. I had this weak relationship with commitment. First of all, I didn't really know how to define it for myself. And whatever it was, I had a weak relationship with it. Because I would go and I would say that I would do something, but I didn't really mean that I was going to do it. I would just say that I was going to do it. And I was so afraid that I would fail having failed so many times before that I didn't even believe that I could do it even if I really was going to do it. And then I started looking at what the hell is commitment? Commitment is simply saying what you're going to do and then following through. But it's impossible to declare what it is you're going to do, to have the clarity of what it is you're going to do, and then take the action to follow through when you've got all of this past and noise in your head bearing down on you, all the, the doubts and all of the judgments and all the condemnations and all of the physical stuff that's in the way and other things. And so it isn't a, uh, there is no um, quick fix. It is a process. And what people miss is that the gift is the gunk. You know, people think that relationships or marriages are supposed to be happy and that they're supposed to be just perfect all the time and two people are just, you know, like lovebirds and everything's great. And that's not the gift of relationships. The gift of relationships is two things. Number one, it magnifies all of your experience, good, bad, beautiful, and ugly. You know, when you're sitting and watching a sunset, it's great if you're by yourself, but if you're sitting with somebody else, it's that much more. It's not just twice mm. as good. It's, it's like 50 times, 100 times better if you're sitting with somebody. And depending on how special that relationship is, it's magnified even more. Mm -hmm. If you're in an argument or you're upset about something and somebody else joins you in the upset, it's that much more. 
relationships are there to magnify all of your experience. One, number two, relationships are there to trigger your weaknesses. They are there <laughs> to pull all of the crazy, scary stuff in your darkness. Joseph Campbell says it's in the darkest cave where you'll find the treasure you seek, right? So mm -hmm. it's, those relationships are the ultimate gift for human beings because there's no other place or no other uh, interaction, no other experience that is so uh, precise at pulling exactly what needs to be pulled out of, pulled out of the darkness into the light of forgiveness so that you can deal with it. You know, and you have a choice. I mean, that's, that's the beginning of the hero's journey. That's the call to adventure. You know, my wife says something or does something and it triggers my reaction in me. Here's something in my darkness from my childhood, from my past or from whatever else comes out into the light. And there I am operating from it as if it is me, you know, and I'm judging, condemning and doing all the stuff that I'm doing. Now I have an opportunity there. I can retreat back into the ordinary world. Uh, or I can cross the threshold into the special world of the hero by taking that on, by doing the work of forgiving that thing. And in doing so, I become unmessable with in life. Uh, I become so much more polite than I am with that word. Well, I, I, I was going to say, I, I wasn't sure if it was PG or rated R here. I was going to say it differently, but I thought I'd be nice. So, yeah, and you pull that out into the light. And I think that's it. I mean, that's what relationships are. And in light, and in, if you, when you understand that it shifts your expectation of relationship and of life itself, you know, I, I used to have this insane thought that life shouldn't have all these problems and stuff in it, but you know, it should, because that's the process. I mean, it's like Byron mm -hmm. Katie Mitchell says, you know, in one of her turnarounds or two of her turnarounds, she says, I'm willing to, I look forward to. Why do I, why am I willing to fight with my wife? Why don't I look forward to the next breakdown? Well, because I granted the freedom to be, because it's an opportunity for me to practice the, the art and the healing power of forgiveness and to clear my space and to make new commitments and to level up. And if I'm able to do that at home with my wife, then I'm able to do it outside with the stranger. And if I'm able to have that clear from my space and show up in life with more confidence and centeredness and presence and power and peace, then I can create at a higher level. I can contribute at a higher level, you know? Well, and it, and it, and, it, and then the implications of that are so um, powerful even beyond that. And so the, the guidance that I got with building superpower experts was it had to be collaborative. And mm. so naively I was like, okay, well people aren't collaborating because there's no system to collaborate in. So I, I talked Justin into helping me out with it. And so we created a system for people to collaborate in and they still didn't collaborate. And I was like, well, that's bizarre. Like what's happening here. And what I found was that very few people are in a position to really truly be able to collaborate. And it's exactly for the reasons that you're talking about. In fact, I just uh, got a, an article out through thrive global called, do you suffer from premature collaboration? <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, over the last five years through, through the due diligence cal counterintelligence work that one of our companies does. And then through creating this, uh, what I call synergistic collaborative kind of experience within superpower experts is what I found is, is that people have not gone through that hero's journey. They cannot collaborate yeah. because what happens is they spend their time in the relationship. And in my case, you know, what I'm talking about is a collaboration and where you're talking about with couples is it, they spend all their time within that relationship searching for meaning of themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you, and I, and I contend that the only reason I can have the perspective that I have and why Justin and I can build this is because we practice that in our marriage and we did that first. Not mm -hmm. only did we practice it in our marriage, but then we practiced it in our parenting. You know, it's no different. Like how you show up with your kids, how you show up with your spouse, how you show up with your um, business partners. It's no different. It's just, 
breaking down the walls of what we think those relationships should look like. And you really hit it on the head. The superpower net, our membership model is completely based on those exponential principles you're talking about. Mm. Where you know, the concept of where two or more of you gather in my name, there also will I be. Mm. That it, we are exponentially more powerful when we come together. So two plus two does equal fifty, and fifty plus fifty equals you know, 50,000, like there, there is no end to what happens when we come together. However, comma, mm -hmm. that work has to be done. It has to be on that foundation of the journey of the hero's journey. And I contend a big reason why I could see that as fast as I did was I had done a few things in my life. Like I was a counterintelligence agent, like Justin, and I held jobs that most people don't even know exist. Mm -hmm. and, and, and had accomplishments. I had a couple degrees. You know, I had like the check the boxes in the society kind of way. Mm -hmm. And so when those didn't fulfill me the way that I thought they should or solve the lifelong journey conundrum for me, I had to go looking elsewhere. And that's what led me to connection to source, connection to self, and then connection to others. Mm -hmm. um, and some people have to go through checking those boxes. But folks, if, there's, if, if you hear nothing else, from this dialogue, it's that there's work involved in that, but that it, it's not, it's not work like toil and sweat. And I mean, of course you've got to get in it, but, but really hear what Jason's talking about. You do get to the place where you welcome those experiences. You welcome those moments because one, they remind you that you're in it and they further renew your commitment to doing this work and they lead you to the next expansion. Yes. And your mind will try to trick you and make you think that the work is going to be grueling and difficult and scary <laughs> and risky and all that stuff. And you just it's don't, very scary. You, you, just, you just don't know that as soon as you take the step across the threshold, though, everything opens up and it's not anything like you imagined it would be mm -hmm. and it's going much better. Yeah. Oh, Always. well, so beautiful. I love everything that you all are up to. Um, know that you have our, our full um, endearing support and love in, in the work that you do in the world. We, we just appreciate knowing that you're out there doing it. Um, where can people go to find out more about you? They can find me on Facebook. They can go to, um, to forward slash facebook.com forward slash awaken the hero and find my Facebook page. And that will lead them to my free Facebook group if they'd like to join in the conversation. And they can also link over to Nandi's Awaken the Lover page from there for you women that are listening to this or wives and mothers. <laughs> and then um, they can also go to my blog at awakenhero.com. I love it. I love it. I love you. I love what you're doing. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing some of that with us and being willing to be open and, and honest and transparent about the journey. Thank you so much, Tony. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. I appreciate oh, you, everything. Very you cool. Thank you. And for all of you out there, you know, take away from this the concept of self-actualization and, and, and how that works with the hero's journey. And, and, and really, if nothing else, what it can do. Um, to lead to a much more fulfilling and enjoyable existence. Um, and, and at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So again, again, Jason, thank you. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.